Hi, I'm Hallie, and I want to welcome you to the Odd Life Podcast. That's spelled A-W-E-D, which stands for Awake, Well, and Empowered. In this space, you're going to hear inspirational stories, candid and heartfelt conversations, as well as advice from experts, all with the intention of helping women like you live odd AF. Because I believe that the more of us that live awake, well, and empowered, the better this world will be. So thank you for being here and welcome to your odd life. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. I don't know when you're listening to this, but hello. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Today is our 28th episode. It is a solo episode, just moi. Lucky you. Uh, And we're going to talk about water and hydration. I know it sounds super, super exciting, but I'm going to tell you, I'm learning a bunch of things lately about it. And I'm realizing I still at the age of almost 51, don't know what the hell I'm doing when it comes to hydration. Uh, it's a lesson I've had to learn over and over and over and over again. Why this is so difficult for me, I do not know. Uh, I have had a history since as long as I can remember that I struggle with being hydrated, properly hydrated. I mean, as a kid, I know this is because it was the seventies and eighties when I grew up for the most part, I graduated in high school in 1990. So I was mostly a seventies, eighties kid. Uh, man, there was pop everywhere. I mean, um, I call it, we call it pop It's soda other places, but pop, uh, drink a ton of pop as a kid. I don't remember ever drinking water. I chose everything else but water. I probably drank juice, chocolate milk if I could, uh, anything but water. And we even had a one of the like the original soda stream things. Like it had glass bottles with a screw top lid. You had your syrups, the carbonation, and I made my own soda at home as a young kid. And I remember one time I made so many root beers in a row. I think I was downstairs watching TV, doing something. And I made, I don't know how many in a row. And I had a wooden bowl of of nuts with a nutcracker. I sat there eating nuts and made myself sick. With that being too graphic, made myself sick. Did that stop me from drinking soda? Hell no. Um, And then I got older and I added in iced tea. And then I got to college and I threw in coffee for all those late nights. Then I throw in alcohol, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was like, everything's a diuretic, right? There's nothing that's hydrating me. It's actually pulling water out of my body. I think my insides must have looked like a raisin for most of my life. And you'd think by the time I got to this age and all the things I've been through with health, whatever, you would think that this would be a priority. And man, it is still a freaking struggle. And the reason I'm bringing it up now is because I've recently learned a few things about hydration. And as I'm doing a little digging, a little researching, I'm like, oh my gosh, I guarantee many of us out there don't know this is a symptom of dehydration. <laughs> so we may be causing a lot of our own issues in our health. And again, I am right there with you because I still struggle with a lot of things. And I'm like, God, if you just drink more water, and it's not just hot water, it's other things, and we'll discuss it here in a second. 
you may have a lot of these things go away. So I'm here to share this with you so that you can learn right alongside me. Because sometimes we just like, right? We don't know what we don't know. I don't know the phrase if it's when you know better, you do better or something like that, but that's kind of where we're at. But let's first talk about dehydration. Of course, there's a lot of signs that tell us we're dehydrated. Ones that we know probably fairly well. Number one, of course, is being thirsty, constantly thirsty. Uh, It's been said, right? When you get to that point where you're actually thirsty, that means you're like severely dehydrated. So you have to beat that. You should never get to the point where actually you're thirsty. I don't know if that's true, but of course that's the easy sign that we're dehydrated. Another one we always notice is when we go to the bathroom that our urine usually is darker, right? If we're drink more water, it's usually a lighter color. We notice that sometimes, right? We also know that our skin looks crappy, right? We're dehydrated. Our skin cells don't have enough water. We start looking dry. Our skin's less elastic, a little more flaky. You may have like chapped lips, right? Um, I mean, it goes further. You start to have sagging skin. You've got kind of that dry, flaky skin. Your elbows look dry. Uh, That is part of a sign that we don't have enough water in our system. We chances are we kind of notice that. Another one we probably know as well is uh, we have digestive problems, right? We get a little constipated. Um, When we have enough water, things move. So there's those easy things. Muscle cramping. Again, we see athletes out on the field. It's a 100 degree weather day. On the soccer field, they're cramping up. We're watching football players cramp up in the you know the very beginning of the seasons because it's hot. It's August, September, whatever. That's muscle cramping. Those things, that excessive sweating leads to dehydration. We kind of know those things. The other things, though, that you may not associate with being dehydrated. Did you know that if you have persistent bad breath, that may be a sign that you're dehydrated? This is what I learned that your um, salivary glands, they produce more saliva when you have better hydration and that rinses away bacteria from your mouth. So again, when you're dehydrated, the saliva production is limited, the bacteria grows in your mouth, in between your teeth, leads to bad breath and probably leads to some pretty bad oral health overall. So that's one I didn't pay attention, like bad breath, like, okay, maybe you had coffee, you had whatever, you need to brush your teeth more. It might be because you're just not hydrated. Didn't realize the saliva glands. I mean, I guess you'd realize, okay, there's not enough fluid in the body. The saliva is going to take a hit, right? Not going to be as much production. But I didn't think about it rinsing away the bacteria. I always think of saliva as just um, something that's triggered when you think of food, like your body produces saliva to prepare your body for eating food. I didn't think about it for washing away bacteria. Interesting, right? Um, Another one, you may be having hunger pangs or sugar cravings because you are dehydrated. And it's really not a hunger pang. It feels like a hunger pang, but it's because what's happening is your body is having a hard time producing energy from its glucose stores. And so you start to feel these hunger pangs and also craving like sugary foods like chocolate or cookies or candies or whatever, because your body's trying to find glucose 
And so you may have even noticed this, maybe even after you've eaten something and you're like, I still feel hungry, but you've eaten a lot of food. It could be because you're dehydrated. So this is what I learned. Like when you're dehydrated, it's hard for organs like your liver, which uses water to release glycogen. And glycogen is is uh, stored glucose. So you actually get cravings for food because your body's trying to find energy. So you can crave anything from like chocolate to a salty, you know, treat, whatever, chips, popcorn, whatever. Cravings for sweets are more common because your body is experiencing a tough time from breaking down the glycogen to release glucose into the bloodstream to use as fuel. So you chances are you're going to crave sweets more. So think about this. How many of us have this like sugar craving? You're like, oh man, I wish I could get rid of this. Holy shit. Drink some freaking water. That could be the, the, the thing. And I remember this. I would wake up from drinking the night before. I would be bent over in pain. I'd almost get the dry heaving, not because I'm hungover and I'm going to throw up. It was because my stomach felt so empty and I was having these like this cramping in my stomach almost. I had no idea why it was happening. I noticed a lot after drinking alcohol and hello, alcohol dries us out, right? And so, and it felt like a hunger pain in the morning. It's like, man, I got to go eat breakfast. I am clearly starving. And this leads to the next thing is that weight gain may be a side effect of being consistently dehydrated. Because if drinking less water makes you feel like you're hungry, then you're going to eat more. And then also dehydration lowers your metabolic rate, which that factors into weight gain. So now you're eating more because you're feeling these are hunger pangs that you need to take care of. And then again, your metabolic rate's going down and it's the calories you're eating that are extra are now going to be just stored because you're not, you're not burning them as quickly. Crazy. Uh, dry eyes. I was told for years by my optometrist that I could never probably have any type of corrective surgery for my eyes uh, because I have dry eyes and they won't let you do that. I'm like, oh man, I got, you know, cursed with dry eyes. Well, guess what? Ding dong. Uh, I could probably rehydrate those eyes if I just drank water and retained water better. There's a reason why. Our tissues need water. Things don't work right if we don't have enough water. Like our organs, our tissues, processes in our body. And here's a big one that we may not have been ever told because what's told instead is it's genetic or it's because of our diet. But high blood pressure and cholesterol can be a result of being dehydrated. So what happens is, is the water concentration in our blood decreases when we're dehydrated and it makes it thicker. So it makes it harder for the heart to pump, right? And circulate this thick blood that we have now. Our system goes into overdrive because of it. And that results in high blood pressure. And then not only that, but the body starts producing more cholesterol to keep the cell membranes moist. I don't think I realized that's what cholesterol really was doing to keep your cell membranes moist. Sorry about using that word. Um, yeah. How many people are told out there, you need to take this medication for high blood pressure or, you know, cholesterol medication when maybe just drink some damn water and stay hydrated and see what happens. Holy shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. I mean, it's kind of crazy how simple it could be, right? Another symptom, being nauseous and dizzy. So like I just mentioned, your blood pressure can go up when you're mildly dehydrated. 
Okay. But when you're severely or seriously dehydrated, your blood volume will decrease, which then will cause a drop in your blood pressure. And this may sound like it's, that's a good thing. Not necessarily because your organs, specifically your brain, won't receive enough oxygen. That makes you dizzy, lightheaded, and maybe even nauseous. Okay. So mild to severe, either way, blood pressure goes up, down, it's not good. It needs to be maintained at the right levels with the right hydration. Um, something else, of course, is being tired. You know, how many of us reach for another cup of coffee or reach for an energy drink or something like that when we're tired or have low energy? And all it may be is just drinking water. Again, it helps our fun- our body function in the way it's supposed to. And so without it, without enough water or hydration, the body will try to preserve its energy. So it's kind of pull back and make you less energetic and sleepy. So there's like this required threshold, right, for water. And when our body water levels drop below that, we have problems like maintaining our body temperature. And again, that leads to lowering our metabolic rate and so on. And our muscles, though, are made up of 80% of water. I didn't know that. Again, our muscles are made up of 80% water. So if you're exercising and your muscles are tend to be more sore or you're achy, this all together will reduce your energy level. Supply the right amount of hydration for your muscles. You can move as you want to. You're going to be energized. So energy levels can be fixed without the coffee, without the energy drink, and by just drinking the right amount of water. Another sign that we may not attribute to being dehydrated is a headache. So like how I said, when we have thick blood, that it's hard for our bodies to get oxygen to the right places. That also means your brain. So not enough oxygen to the brain can lead to a headache. That lack of blood to the brain also means you can reduce your cognitive performance. So you have a hard time concentrating, having mental alertness may mean that you're dehydrated. And then this also can lead to mood swings. So how does that happen? How does dehydration lead to mood swings? Well, we know that our energy levels are depleted because of dehydration. It's trying to find glucose in the body, right? So there's that whole thing as well. And our brain runs on glucose. So many of our brain functions don't work. They become inefficient. They they start to shut down. And then we have mood disorders that result from this kind of dysfunction. We get social stresses like anxiety, fear, insecurity. They all can be tied to not consuming enough water to the point that our brain tissue is affected. Dehydration also uh, impedes our brain serotonin production. Depression is frequently related to these lower levels of serotonin. And that's a critical neurotransmitter that heavily affects your mood. And serotonin is created from amino acid tryptophan, but it won't happen if there's not enough water present in the body. So that's something I didn't know. Dehydration also increases stress in our body. And we all know what uh, increased stress does to our body, our minds, right? It's just, it's kind of the, the main source of inflammation, whether it's perceived stress, real stress, physical, mental, emotional, it's all part of that. So being hydrated can help decrease some of that stress. 
what I'm learning is by drinking enough water will help calm some of those things down. And when you calm that down, you're going to help manage your anxiety even. And sometimes panic attacks happen because of physical triggers. And one of those triggers can be dehydration. I never knew that. So again, another reason to be hydrated people, right? Reduce your panic attacks. There's triggers, right? To panic attacks. It could be an increased heart rate, the headaches, the muscle fatigue and weakness, feeling faint and lightheaded. Like those are symptoms that your body will take as I need to go into panic mode. So if that's not enough to get you going, I don't know what will. Another couple things, um, body odor. When we don't sweat enough, we retain more toxins. Uh, we end up not being able to flush those toxins out when we're not drinking enough water. It's that the water needs to flush those toxins out and then the bacteria interacts with the toxins and that leads to a nasty little body odor. So uh, something else, frequent illnesses you may not contribute to being dehydrated. Again, water is crucial to flush out toxins from our system. And then we have chronic dehydration, we're going to have a buildup of toxins in our system. And when we have that kind of buildup, it overburdens our immune system. And that allows outside viruses and bacteria to create more problems. And then you're ill more often, you're sick more often. So drinking more water may solve those problems. Who knows? Why not give it a chance to prove that theory? And then another symptom that you may not have attributed to being dehydrated is aching joints. Our cartilage needs to be lubricated. Uh, our joints need to be lubricated. And that takes water. That takes lots of water. And so you may have been having issues and you're thinking, God, I'm just getting older, whatever. No, we just might be dehydrated people. Um, my husband actually just went through this. We've been traveling a lot lately, going out to Colorado uh, for my son's baseball to watch him play and staying in a lot of hotels. So we drive out. I try and bring my my 40 ounce container of water and drink that when I'm driving out. But my husband I know is he's drinking coffee. He does have a water, but it's like a 22 ounce kind of like shaker bottle situation, 24 ounce shaker bottle. And um, but he'll drink coffee on the way out, maybe get an energy drink. And then we get to the hotel and he may buy a couple bottles of water from you know the hotel you know snack area and that's about it and then again he'll fill up his water to take it to the game so he's not i know for sure not drinking enough water when we're traveling and he had his shoulder was driving him crazy he's like i don't know what's going on out of the blue i didn't do anything i didn't go lift weights you know didn't strain it whatever it might it's just so sore and when he got back from that weekend he'd gone to work and i think he'd He'd also had some bloating and things like that, that I think, again, a lot of coffee, a lot of other things. And he cut all that out and just drank water. And he's like, you know what? My shoulder pain went away. So I've seen this firsthand. And I have noticed when I pay attention to my, my intake of water, that my lower back doesn't hurt as much. So we both have had some kind of like, what in the hell? It just took us drinking water to make that go away. And then the last one, right, is aging. And there's something that I learned as I was looking into this is that the amount of water our bodies can retain naturally decreases as we become older. So this means we need to increase our daily intake of water as we age. I didn't know that. Did you? I didn't know it. So by not drinking enough water and staying properly hydrated now, we are accelerating the aging process. So we already know 
the outside looks a little rough. We don't get enough water, right? We start to get saggy skin, we're wrinkly. It just doesn't look quite uh, as it should. But imagine what's happening on the inside if we aren't drinking enough water. We are aging the inside of our body as well. So something to note. And I just wanted to share those symptoms. I know, of course, you knew probably a lot of those, but the other ones, you may not have connected the dots between being dehydrated and how you're feeling in those other areas. So just wanted to highlight them all just in case you didn't know about some of those because I didn't. I was ignorant about a lot of those. So how do we know if we're dehydrated? A quick couple ways to find out. There's a thing called a pinch test. Number one, of course, the feelings, like those symptoms. Any of those symptoms I mentioned earlier, those could be signs, right? But until you really know, it's hard to know specifically if it's about water. But a quick way to tell is then called the pinch test. And even though it doesn't give you the full picture, it's just a quick, easy way to find out. So you place your palm flat on the surface, and then you pinch the skin on the back of your hand, like you pull it up. And if your skin returns immediately back to its normal position, you're hydrated. If it slowly recedes back to its natural state, like takes longer than a second, you're dehydrated. So I did it yesterday and I did it now. I'm still dehydrated. So I have work to do. Uh, another one to easily do is to check your urine when you're going to the restroom. If it's light yellow or real pale color, you're good to go. And if it's dark, you know you've got less water in your body. And sometimes, sure, uh, supplements and medications, that kind of stuff can change the color of your urine. Like if I take a specific vitamin, that thing is bright yellow, but it's kind of more of like that Mountain Dew yellow. So it's a little different, but it's that darker color and has a really tough odor. Those are the ones that tell us that we are dehydrated. That's not all though. We may be missing something and you may be thinking, I drink all the water. I drink a ton of water all day. So why do I still maybe feel this way or I'm doing the pinch test and it's not, you know, going down quickly. It may be because you're not actually absorbing the water. So I follow this account called human garage and it's this account on social media that um, shares a lot about fascia and the health of our fascia and healing ourselves. And uh, just to let you know what fascia is, if you don't know, fascia is this thin casing of connective tissue that surrounds and holds all of our organs, uh, our blood vessels, our bones, nerve fibers, and muscle. It holds it all in place. And it has nerves. It makes it almost as sensitive as skin. And when that's stressed, it tightens up. So we don't move freely. And I pay attention to a lot of their stuff because I, I'm fascinated by the movement and the flexibility and the release that when you stretch your fascia and, and make it move the way it's supposed to, what that does for your body. So that's a whole other thing. However, the other day he was sharing something about hydration. Someone asked him a question and he said that we cannot absorb water unless we have adequate minerals in our body. And what happens to a lot of us, we drink too much purified water, meaning all the electrolytes are stripped out and we're just drinking this like empty water basically. And what happens when we drink that, it actually strips the body of minerals as it passes through, which means like our sodium, our potassium, those things are stripped out. And if we don't have them, any water we drink after that, it cannot so absorb into our tissues. And then our tissues don't work right. So we think we're drinking all this water and it's actually just maybe just passing on through and doing absolutely nothing. So what do we do? There's a couple ideas. One is adding sea salt 
into our water, just a, just a pinch into the, into a, a glass. Uh, this will help remineralize our water. It doesn't take much and it's not table salt, not sodium chloride. It is sea salt. There's trace minerals in there that are important. There's something else. I just actually learned about this and he suggested it as well. There's a thing called diatomaceous earth and I'm going to link all this in the show notes, but diatomaceous earth, the big component of that is silica. It's like 80 to 90% silica. So what diatomaceous earth actually is, it's a powder and it's made from the sediment of fossilized algae found in bodies of water. So you can put it in water and drink it. Uh, it actually, I started taking it for the health of my skin, my nails, teeth, bones, hair, things like that. I wanted, that's what I learned about. It's supposed to be helpful for those things. Um, but you can take it as a source of silica. How I do it, I take two teaspoons in the morning. I put it in a large jar of water and I add some of my chlorophyll drops. I'll add either some lemon juice. I'll add um, like a greens powder and I'll whisk it together. And I just suck that down with a straw. Uh, is it pleasant? No, but it does the job. And I'm getting silica in my body. Uh, he also suggested there's a thing called um, Irish sea moss. And what's great about this is it actually has about 92 out of the 102 minerals your body needs. And there's different kinds of sources. You can get it in a pill form. You can get it in a liquid form. You can get it like it's kind of like a jelly. I don't know. I've got something coming. I haven't got it yet. So I'll let you know how that goes. Um, but that is also a great source of silica. Uh, and then another thing you can do, uh, there is a company out there called Trace Minerals Research. And they have a thing called Trace Mineral Drops. And you can buy those and just put a couple drops into your, your water every day. So there are ways to get more minerals into your body. But the overall knowledge and lesson here is that we have to have adequate amounts of minerals in our body in order for us to be properly hydrated. The end. So pick and choose your source, whether you want to go food and eat your body weight in green beans. I don't know how many you need to eat to get enough silica, but you could do that. Trace mineral drops, sea salt, diatomaceous earth, iris sea moss. And now you know. This is something that I learned recently, and I thought maybe this could be helpful for you too. So thanks for joining me. I appreciate any reviews, any shout outs, any shares with your friends. The more people that know about this podcast, the more hopefully we can make this world odd AF. Thank you again for being here. I am so grateful for your time. And if you liked what you heard, please head to where you listen to podcasts, rate and review so we can be found by other people. Please share on Instagram, your social media channels, wherever else you go so we can reach as many people as possible so they can meet these amazing women and hear these conversations. If you'd like to connect further, you can find me over at my website at halliesawyer.com or on Instagram. I'm usually going to be at uh, Hallie underscore Sawyer or The Odd Life, which is this podcast specific Instagram account. All right. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you soon.